I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, and welcome to the Hall of Fame podcast. Today we're going to talk to the legendary art director Ruth Ansel, who has been at the forefront of magazine design for over 40 years. Hi Ruth. Hi Ika. You've been the art director at three such different magazines as Harper's Bazaar, the New York Times Magazine and Vanity Fair. What is it that you love about working with magazines? What I love as an art director about working with those magazines is that in each Each magazine in their own way is about the best of invention and imagination. And their genres are different, fashion, journalism, culture. But their objectives are the same. They encourage sophisticated design and a visual dialogue between words and images that are on a high level. When I began working early, early on, I had no idea what I was going to do as a designer. All I wanted to do when, when I began was just to work. And I didn't know at the time that what I would find was this level of inspiration uh, exemplified by three extraordinary people who approach doing what they're doing like a calling. One of these three people, um, and I'm sure that they'll be recognized, was Deanna Vreeland, Another was Dick Avedon, and another was Marvin Israel. Marvin Israel, who is the most maverick of all. Also, Marvin had a credo uh, that, that, that made it very hard for me at times, but it was also very important, and that was the only safe thing to do was to take a chance. So he would insist on uh, never, never allowing me to show him something that I'd done before or that he knew existed before. He would press me to go further, and sometimes I could, and sometimes I couldn't. But that, that, that was his credo. So these are the people who taught me uh, at the very beginning how to love photography and how to love fashion, and they taught me without saying a word, just by example. There was no conversation with them. I mean, that was just not... That was just not in in the cards. So in the end, it's the love of what you're interested in pursuing that matters. That, to me, is the key of everything that has to do with creativity, as I've thought about it. Um, And I think it's true of every level of creativity. Anyway. 
You mentioned that uh, Richard Avedon and Diana Vreeland were, were um, they were perfectionists. Um, are you a perfectionist when you work? Uh huh. Um, I try. I I try to reach for a level of perfection. I am very aware of my own failings. So if I reach and I don't achieve it, I'm quite aware that I haven't achieved it. But in the old days, I used to give up, and I was basically a pretty lazy kid. And I thought, you know, talent was was what saved you. If you had talent, then you didn't have to work hard. Well, that was obviously screwy and wrong. And uh, I learned from them that these were the hardest working people I'd ever seen. There was there was no uh, there was no time off in terms of what they did, how they did it, and um, and their interest in perfection. And I think perfection is not a pejorative word. Um, I think perfection, when it comes to great creativity, is very much a part of what's needed, just as ego is very much a part of what's needed. You have to believe in yourself, and you have to believe that you can achieve through your energies this vision that you might call perfection or whatever you want to call it. It's uh, it's very much a part of all these people uh, that I saw uh, firsthand. Mm. You can work um, as an art director within many fields of of art. Why did it end up uh, in magazines for you? Why do you love magazines? That's a good question, and I think I have an answer. (laughs) Uh, I was thinking about um, something that really kind of comes full circle, and maybe maybe we'll come to that. My inspiration as, as a kid growing up was I'm a child of the movies, Uh, I went to the movies all the time growing up to escape fights between my parents. As I stared at these moving images on the screen in the dark, I immediately found what really excited me. Those images stayed with me, and from that first moment to this day, uh, eventually the movies brought me to magazine design. And I didn't realize that till recently, Those moving images were the key to my love of images. And I knew that I was drawn to images, and therefore it was a natural thing for me to look for magazines that fascinated me. And um, I knew that Bazaar fascinated me because it was clean and beautifully designed, and it had great photography. Do you still read magazines? That's a very tough question. Um, I still search for magazines that will give me the same exciting you know, experience that I had when I was working at a time when magazines were very much the, uh, the focal center of people's experiences. Uh, if you didn't travel a lot, if you... You know, if you didn't have the most ravishingly beautiful home, if you if your clothes were not, you know, the great clothes that were in the magazines, it allowed you to dream and experience and understand. And I think um, a lot of that has been lost because the um, the level of magazines, uh, including the ones that I worked with, are now really um, uh, are are all predictable. And it, it, it's, it's kind of awful to me because it's a great loss. I think uh, it's just harder today to break out of the middle. Everything seems to be 
very well done, and, and that doesn't mean there aren't wonderful things in the magazines, but in general, they seem to be riding the middle of the road. And I, I think part of it has to do with uh, there's no advertising to support the print magazines. And also perhaps the public is more interested in magazines as places that give them ideas about what they want to buy. You know, it's kind of like the, it's kind of like the mantra, I am what I buy, which is, a, I think, a mantra polluting the globe. And I think that's what's happened to magazines uh, because people are interested in seeing them as vehicles for consumption rather than vehicles for dreaming. During the last uh, years, you have worked on different uh, book projects and exhibitions. Uh, for example, photographer Tim Walker's new book and the exhibition Storyteller. Can you tell us a little bit about your collaboration? Uh, certainly, yes. Uh, that has been one of the great pleasures of my recent life experience because, um, you know, I usually think you never do it as well as you ought to in your mind. Do it, meaning the thing you're trying to do, especially if you're doing something creative. But every now and then there's an exception, and working with Tim has been that exception for me. Uh, unlike anybody else I've worked with for a very long time, Tim, who is quite young, he's in his early 40s, in fact, I think he just had a birthday, um, is such an accomplished, uh, totally complete uh, image maker that it's like he's able to to put together the improbable with the unexpected and come up with something really beautifully conceived uh, as well as magnificently technically perfect. When he asked me to design the book, which I was thrilled to do, and we had never worked together before, uh, I was immediately drawn to how open he was. And uh, he was in London. He went back to London. Uh, we met here for a day. Uh, I had met him in London before that when I was, when I was there for a short time. Anyway, um, and he left me on my own, and I came up with an idea of, of trying to create the typography uh, in a totally fresh, different way than you usually see in photo books. Uh, and it was inspired by Lewis Carroll, clearly, because Lewis Carroll was one of the great uh, writers of fairy tales, uh, books of Alice in Wonderland. And uh, he also had a way of designing words that were like concrete poetry. I, so I was immediately drawn to that and thought, aha, maybe this is something I can create for this book. The minute I showed him the direction, he immediately said, yes, that's what I want, let's do it. And it was a fantastic collaboration from that moment on. What do you find the most uh, inspiring or interesting in today's creative climate? What I realized has been the most inspiring um, creative event or work that I've seen in the last six, eight months has to do with the work of Christian Marclay, this extraordinary artist who's really a sound and video collagist who did a 24-hour film called The Clock. And this film, The Clock, is really an art piece but it happens to be done um, 
by putting together. He said he, it took him three years to, to put this work together. It took him one year to just get all of uh, the all of his assistants to research every piece of film that was out there so that then he could try to edit it together. And, and I think he thinks, I think he said he thought that the most extraordinary part, or the most important part, to him was the editing. Well, yeah, because he looks for he looks for movie parts where where um, yeah, different the, times are mentioned. Different times are either the clock shows or the person is mentioning it mm-hmm. or whatever. But there's a the, the transition from each cut to the next cut is brilliant. It's just really really exciting. Thank you very much for talking to us, Ruth and Sel. It was a pleasure uh, answering your questions, Vika, and I, I hope that uh, we talk again soon. You have listened to a Hall of Fame podcast. Interview by Ika Johansson, sound by Christer Oreteg, and music by Anja Bigrell. Please check out the Hall of Fame website at holofam.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.